This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, you've reached Joey Tribbiani from Friends. How you doing? Just kidding, it's Tanner. Leave a message at the tone. Hey, Tanner, uh, you asked me uh, what's the dealio, and uh, I didn't have time to tell you, so I'm just calling back to let you know what the dealio is, and it's about Ducky, man. Uh, that dude, uh, McCray, I don't know what his real first name is, everyone calls him Ducky. Um, on Valentine's Day, he, like, came into school and, like, gave everybody flowers. Like, everybody, it was, like, some kind of a stunt. And all those, like, you know those crow mags? Like, uh, Marco, Bud, uh, Mad Moose, Macover, and, uh, even Ducky's friend Jay, who, like, they all, like, think they're all that in a bag of chips. You know? Those guys? They were, like, making fun of him. And so it, like, caused this, like, issue between, like, Ducky and Jay, and then Ducky, who's, like, his old childhood best friend. And there's also an issue with Alex, who's his other childhood best friend, who's, like, super mopey and is, like, always, like, just really, really sad and, like, super flat. Um, Anyway, it all, like, came to a head when they went to this party at Jay's house. Ducky took Alex to Jay's house and Ducky was being, like, a super square and telling all the Cro-Mags to, like, turn the music down. And then Alex got, like, drank a whole bottle of gin and went into the bathroom, locked the door, turned the shower on, and just, like, sat there and, like, flooded the bathroom. And Jay and Ducky had to kick the door down. Um, anyway, Ducky took Alex back to his house after that and, like, ended up calling Alex's psychiatrist. And then they had to, like, say that he was worried about him. And they had this, like big falling out about it um anyway that is what the dealio is uh check you later Jack, hello. I want to quickly apologize to you and to my so-called babies. Yeah. Um, I am a mess today. Mm-hmm. Falling apart. Uh, started 45 minutes late, mm-hmm. mostly my fault. Going to admit now, mm-hmm. had to have you recount the last 10 or so pages of the book to me because I didn't have time to read them. Yeah. Sounded great. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. I also left a message for you about it. Yeah. I know I got that. Yeah. Lost all my notes from the book this week, so I had to quickly recover and find all of those um, and borrow some from you. <laughs> you only care about one thing. You lost. All, if I lost all my notes, I'd be like, we must cancel the podcast now. And you were like, oh, damn it. I lost all my notes. Uh, what was my burn? 
<laughs> I remembered one other note that I captured as I was looking for my burn, but like yeah. I didn't have a ton of notes. Yeah. It was yeah. I was just too wrapped by this scintillating <sighs> novel. It's scintillating. That's the only way to describe it. It's scintillating. I didn't have time to take notes because I I couldn't stop turning the page. I couldn't turn the pages fast enough. You know what? What this novel does that is so good is it's in the second person. So it felt like it was happening oh, yeah. to me the whole so time. So rare. I re- so rare. I have a memory of the, the events of this novel happening to me. Yeah. It's crazy. Me too, man. I really identify with Ducky too because he's like a dork. Yeah, he's kind of a dork. And wants to win the approval of everyone but can't. And he kind of skirts this fine line between being a popular dork and being like a loser that everyone hates. But he's very funny. He is very funny, and he's very fun, and he's got a fun energy. And I relate to Ducky because he uses humor as a shield, mm-hmm. which is the best way to be. Um, but it turns out, now that we got a peek inside his brain, he is not as happy and funny as it seems like he was in the other books. Is anyone? Well, now I'm now I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> well, because it's you. It's second person. Because it's me now. And I'm like, oh, that's what that's like. So he's sort of unlocked this beha- this attitude. Yeah, it's this weird, like, the whole novel has this, like, dissociative effect. Mm-hmm. Where he's, like, calling himself you. And then there's this, like, this scene at the end of the book where he, like, astral projects into Alex's mind and relives the party from Alex's point of view. Right. And then I'm Alex. Banana. But I'm Alex as Ducky. And Ducky. You're Ducky as Alex. It's like being John Malkovich. Yes. <laughs> it's just like being John Malkovich. It's really powerful. Anyway, I'm sorry I'm such a mess. Yeah. That was the point. And and why? What's happening? Just your life is hell. Just life. It's just yeah. life is hell. Life is hell. Yeah. You know how they say war is hell? Yeah. That's true in the same way that a square is a rectangle. Yes. Because... War is part of life, and life is hell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's and that's a, that's fun. I think for actually, you know, what I was gonna say I was gonna apologize to our listeners for setting a, a, a bad tone, but no, that is the tone here. This your so the tone of this your so called life is an yeah. actual mess. It's fine. My my personal life is great. Yeah. I've got a handsome young boy. He's mm-hmm. getting more handsome and more powerful by the day. <laughs> uh-huh. He's got teeth now. Oh God. And they hurt, and he bites you with them. Oh, that's cool. His nanny is specifically at. And uh, uh, sorry, quickly, can we just do? Yeah, dad talk. Yeah, this has been. This is about to be dad talk. Yeah, I know. We usually introduce it afterwards, but I, I just it. wanted to like. No yeah. rules, just right. It's California. The boy has teeth now, and he likes to bite. Mm-hmm. And that hurts. Yeah. And then the nanny has specifically. Nanny asked... has teeth as well. Nanny does have teeth. Yeah. Um, she's never tried to bite me. <laughs> okay, that's good. She's probably got but, a stronger jaw. Right. Yeah. The nanny has specifically asked us to stop playing a game I call Bonka Chonk. Okay, yeah. Yep. Mama, um, Mama doesn't want me and Cyril to play that game either. <laughs> which is where we put our foreheads together yeah. and then just go, punk, punk, yeah. punk, and bash our foreheads together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the nanny has specifically asked that we... Don't encourage headbutting with Miles because he does it all the time. Yeah, no, I was that's... like, "Oh, you mean Bonkachuk?" <laughs> 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 <laughs>
that's how we express our love to you one don't, another. You don't want me chunk. to play bonka chunk with my own child? <laughs> I thought this was America. <laughs> and we're trying to teach him how to blow kisses and wave now. That's He's good. getting close. Yeah. I think he'll nail it in the next like week or two. That's cool. And he essentially walks. He essentially walks. He's That's mobile. good. Yeah. What about your boy? Pooping in the potty. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All it took was two days of him running around your house <laughs> nude, huh? Yeah. And yep. now he's pooping in the potty. Pooping in the potty. Wow. Yeah. What a milestone. Yeah. Sometimes he gets a new car when he does it. Oh, wow. But I'm like worried that. I'm going to create this feedback loop where it's like he only does it if he knows he's going to get a new car. And I'm not fucking made in new cars, you know? Right. And then it'll, he'll get like vindictive. Yeah. And who knows what that'll do later in life. Like if he doesn't get a new car, <laughs> yeah. he'll start like shitting his pants. Yeah. Being like, your move. Your dad. Move. Yeah. <laughs> dad always loses. The house always loses. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this has been. Dad talk, and and we introed it, and we outroed it. Uh, what we'd like to do also is another segment with the. Oh no, Tanner, you keep your your messy energy, fun energy, energy. is messing with me. <laughs> this is a podcast. Yeah, and yeah, it's called it's jazz. It's jazz, but it, we say what it is. It's the yeah. Babysitters Club Club. I think is the name of the podcast. But what yeah. we talk about is not the Babysitters Club. Or babysitting, because babysitting is lame now. What we yeah. talk about is... Not even really any clubs. California Diaries. Yeah. And maybe they'll go to some clubs. Oh, I bet they will. I, I bet, bet they, they will. will. I bet right? they will. Yeah. Like a, like a teen club. And this week, what we taught, what we read, or what you read 92% of, Yeah, that's you fair. missed a great ending. I honestly, it, it, at the end of day today, it came down to priorities. It was like, should I write my song for the little sister? Yeah. Or should I finish the last 10 pages of this book? Yeah. And I said, I better get that song written. Got to get the song. People love the songs. Yeah. The book that we read is called California Diaries Number 5. Ducky. Guys. Girls. Nowhere. Okay. And what we okay. do like to do, Tanner, yeah, is a little segment that is called something like what "What's on your, your tombstone?" Diary words be, yeah. It's a, it's a, what on your words would be on your diary. Yep. Yeah, and what's on your tombstone? I will remind you. What's is, on your tombstone? Is um, a commercial for pizza, and that's not tombstone pizza. pizza. Yeah, yeah. yeah, from the, from the same era of these books. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and so the words on Ducky's diary are guys, girls, nowhere. And the way that I think you and I are going to get what our diary words are. And you're going to have to kind of walk with me on this a little bit, but I think it does make sense. Okay. Is the first word is going to be a kind of thing you say you don't like, but actually do. Okay. The second 
word is going to be a kind of thing you say you do like, but actually don't. Okay. We're working under the assumption that Ducky is a gay man. Uh, I Strongly mean, the, applied in the this novel. The book is working under the assumption yes. that Ducky yes. is a gay man. Someone yeah. in Baby Nation Facebook group said that apparently, yeah, and this is maybe apocryphal, so don't like, don't quote me on this. Me, I, you don't want me. Let's just talk about this. You don't want me to quote you on this. Like, yeah, what, like what do you think my life is like? And pre- if you're talking what to I, the press, <laughs> yeah, or like when I'm like at the checkout counter at the H E B. Yeah, be like, oh, just don't my, quote me. My co-host Tanner. <laughs> you know what Tanner Greenring said? He said, and I quote, in an official capacity. <laughs> yeah, they wrote Ducky as gay, but the scholastic liars. What in the 1990s? Wow, and fucking Orem and Orem and Orem. Yes, said that they couldn't have an openly gay character. Wow. So now it's just ambiguous, but it is heavily implied many times throughout this book that Ducky is not interested in women yeah, and might be interested in men. Right. So a kind of thing you say – and this it's like a running theme through this book is that he's being bullied by these Cro-Mags and these jocks. Cro-Mags is his word. It's a good word. It's good. I like it. Yeah. Um, He's been bullied by these jocks who like call him – Yeah, they call him Bambi. Yeah. Um, they accuse him of mincing around. Uh, it's all very mean, but that's not what we're doing here. What we're doing here is our diary words, and they are a kind of thing you say you don't like but actually do, a kind of thing you say you do like but actually don't, and for nowhere, nowhere is, as you know, yeah. I guess the title of uh, Thomas More's uh, Utopia, but... It's also, more importantly and more relevantly, the title of the early shoegaze band Ride's seminal album, Nowhere. Okay. So, something you do like but pretend... Something you don't like but pretend to like. Something you... Something you do like but don't. Do like, pretend... But, okay. And then something you don't like but, but do... Uh-huh. And, and then, the, then uh, what a, a what was the name of the band? Ride. Ride. ride, a ride album title. Well, I was thinking a ride album title. At first, I was like a ride album title. Yeah, but they only have like three albums, and honestly, nowhere is one with Vapor Trail on it. We'll play a clip. Yeah. First you look so strong. Then you That's the best one, though I have enjoyed later Ride albums, and they're back. But it's not that fun for people who are playing along at home and haven't necessarily immersed themselves into shoegaze. Well, then I was like a shoegaze album title, but I think for the uh, sake of simplicity, we'll just have the title of the last album you listened to. 
Oh, okay, that's easy for me. Yeah, and for you, it's it got it's. I don't know all the Bare Naked Ladies albums, but I imagine it'll be one of them. So that'll be a nice surprise. Yeah, they have they have several. Actually. <laughs> uh, everyone only knows them for the one that has like the hits. One on week, it, like, yeah. One week, yeah. No, they've got but, a lot. Um, I think that one's actually, if I'm not mistaken, self-titled. Yeah. Let me quickly check. Oh, that one's Stunt, of course. 1998 Stunt. Mm-hmm. But they came out, their first album came out in 92, Gordon. And then okay. they've had several albums. since. They, they had Maroon in 2000. They had Rock Spectacle in 96. Okay. Fake well, Nudes in 2017. I didn't really want to be talking about this. I was just trying to razz you and make fun of you. Born uh, on a pirate ship in 96. Maybe okay. you should drive 94. Great. Thank you for listening yep. the Bare Naked Ladies discography. Um, shall I start or would you like to start? Um, I need some time to think okay. about the things that I don't like and do like. Okay. <laughs> Great. So the first one is a kind of thing I say I don't like but actually do. And the thing that I think I want to choose for this. Well, I've got two options here. Can I tell you them both? I, can I ask a quick question? Yes. Is layered on top of this all, mm-hmm. does it need to describe our day still? I think we don't have to. Because that's going to be challenging. No, I don't think we have to. Okay. I think we can, we can, we can skip that. Okay. Because I, and my, my thought here is that it is revealing, right? Yep. It's more revealing even than the incredibly intimate act of describing your day. Because yep. you're saying some shit that like, you project to the world one way, but deep inside you feel another way, and vice yep. versa. And so that's maybe even more powerful and more what goes in the diary stays in the diary. Here are my two options. Yep. I'm a cat guy. You know I'm a cat guy. You're a cat guy. I know that about you. And uh, I'm also a movie star. You were in the the Netflix documentary Cats the Movie. Yeah. Yep. On Netflix now. Just you about out. to admit to me that you don't like cats? No. Fuck no. But I talk a big game about how much I don't like dogs. Right. Because I'm a cat guy. Right. But I love all animals. And I and don't dogs are good. And dogs are fine. So you, dogs maybe, maybe you're not in the in the place in your life yeah. to invite a dog into your home. Yeah. But like you're not gonna turn away from a dog if you see one at a yeah. party. You're a movie star too. I'm um sort of a movie cameo. You're a movie extra. Yeah. 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 Unpaid extra. And okay. un um credited and made unaware of his appearance. <laughs> I forgot to tell you that you're in it. <laughs> but it's doing well on Netflix. Everybody should watch it. I haven't Great. seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Just watch it, Jack. I'm in it. You're in it. I'm in it. Um, and so is Jenkins. And so are you. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's one. So dogs. Uh, dogs. But here's another one that I'm maybe leaning towards. So I famously, by which I mean not very famously, uh, wrote an article on the internet this year that was a hot take. Okay. And the hot take was as follows. Cauliflower steaks are an abomination. Yep. And... It's a it's a hot take, and it's from the point of view of me, a vegan, and it is a true fact about what happens to vegans, which is that sometimes someone gives you a cauliflower steak at, like, a restaurant, right? and they're like, that's your food. Eat it. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> Eat it, you dumb idiot. <laughs> this is We're not... Gonna... 
<laughs> this is not the main. This can't be the main food. Eat it and think about what you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like at a wedding. And yeah. it's like fancy, like the fancier the place you go, the more likely there to be like, this is the main food for you. <laughs> right. So I wrote, I famously. Did you, hear about, did you hear about the controversy in New York this week? No. What was it? Do you it? know Salt Bay? Yeah, he puts salt on, on stuff he's in, a, a, meme. in a handsome he's like type a meme of way. Man. Yeah. He's yeah. a meme man who puts salt on. Meme. Meme. He's, well, we don't know whether he's nice or not, but he is a meme man who puts salt on stuff in a very handsome manner. He opened up a restaurant. This is just like a salt restaurant. <laughs> it happens to be near major media company's headquarters. Okay. Where you live. Uh, where I live. Mm-hmm. And he, it's, it's getting a lot of attention from people who work at major media company. And one of them went there and they have uh, – it's like burgers. It's like a burger place. Okay. And they have a veggie burger. Okay. That's nice. And it comes on a pink bun. Okay. That's and fine. It doesn't have a, a price uh-huh. because listed instead of the price, it says free for ladies. <laughs> That's so fucked up. And I think the implication is like <laughs> the one vegetarian option on this menu is just for it's just for, for like, girls. Yeah, great. And that actually is something that happens in this novel. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the guy Jay who is. Uh, Ducky's like kind of ex best friend who is like turning to the jock side goes out and meets Sonny uh, and, and, and Dawn, and, Dawn yeah. and it's like hitting it off really well with Dawn and tries to order for her. Yeah, he's like, "We'll take the barbecue ribs and like the pork." Yeah, belly. and then spends the rest of the time like thinking that he's like s- still hitting it big with Dawn by being like, "Yeah, oh, what are you eating? Your baby lettuce." The steak is so good. <laughs> oh, don't you miss the taste of blood? And Don's yeah. like, seriously, fuck you, dude. Yeah, so fuck Jay and fuck Salt Bay. Yeah. And fuck cauliflower call- And fuck cauliflower steaks. But anyway, I do like them. Okay. They're nice. I just don't want them for my main course. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what to think. They're nice. Someone made them. I had a barbecue the other day, and someone like grilled uh, some cauliflower steaks. They were nice as hell. I just don't, I also had a freaking impossible burger. You know. I also don't like cauliflower steaks, but I think I maybe just don't love cauliflower because I also don't like cauliflower rice. Cauliflower is nice. You know what's good? What rice? Why yeah. are we Why are we complicating this? Yeah, rice yes. is already good. Right. Okay. Let's not. We don't need cauliflower rice. Okay, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. What's the deal (laughs) with cauliflower rice? So I think that cauliflower steaks is the thing that I say I don't like but actually do. Okay. And then I need a kind of thing that I say I do like but actually don't. Okay. So it can probably be like some of your philosophy bullshit that you've actually never read and you just sort of like have like looked at the Wikipedia pages for. I was going to say NASCAR because like – I do like NASCAR, but the Daytona 500 happened recently, and I was in a position to watch it, and I didn't watch it. But I do like NASCAR. So maybe let's think of some philosophy bullshit. Something like you spout a lot, but like have never actually read the source material for. I've read a lot less Kierkegaard than I say I have. Okay. And that's perfect. Okay. All right. So let's say Kierkegaard. Okay, and now I just need the title of the last album I listened to. This is easy. Uh, um, uh, the Infamous by Mob Deep. Wait, you did three. You did dogs. Well, no, I was steaks. choosing between dogs and cauliflower steaks, and I chose cauliflower steaks. Okay. 
Um, I, uh, as you know, Sarah went away for a week, and I spent the whole week. Uh, the well, I spent the whole week watching my child, but I spent all. No, he's making a jack off motion, and that's <laughs> not <laughs> nice. <laughs> Or true. <laughs> I spent every evening that week watching this fucking fantastic. Oh, uh, the hip hop documentary. Documentary um, called Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix. So I'm on uh, all hip hop all the time diet at the moment. And today I listened to the seminal album by Mob Deep, The Infamous, which has the Shook Ones part two on it. Which, yep. And I guess we could play a clip because it's from the fucking 90s. <laughs> Back in Queens, the realness, the foundation. If I die, I couldn't choose a better location when the slugs penetrate. You feel a burning sensation, getting closer to God in a tight situation now. Take these words home and think it through. Or the next rhyme I write might be about you, Sonny Shook. Cause ain't no such things as halfway crooks. Scared to death and scared to look, they shook. Cause ain't no such things as halfway crooks. Scared to death and scared to look. Living the life that is zombies and guns. There's numerous ways you can choose to earn funds. Some get shot, locked down, and turned nuns. Cowardly hearts and straight up shook ones. Shook ones. Uh, but so that's it. So my and then so you're in the bookstore. Okay, yep. What what bookstore are we at? Um, we are at Shakespeare and Company, but the okay. one that's in Paris. Okay, and it's it's Valentine's Day, and you're picking up a a, a book for your sweetie baby because you forgot. That's to, why we're in Paris. Yeah, that's why you're in Paris. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I we I booked the. A Valentine's Day trip to Paris. Took the Concorde. Forgot. Yeah. <laughs> to get it. It was Valentine's Day. And yeah. I was like, oh shit, I better go like grab a gift really quick. My sweetie baby's gonna be pissed off. And she loves yeah. books. And Jamie does love books, doesn't she? Jamie loves books, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she uh it writes And she about loves Paris. Romance. And so you're looking for something romantic. Okay. For your sweetie baby in the Shakespeare and Company in Paris. Yep. And mm. I reach and I'm walking down the 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 aisle, and it's a lot of French language books, which is not great for either of us because neither of us speak French. But there's like a little like token like books in English section, yeah. uh-huh. and they have a new book on the shelf, and it's called Jack. Yeah, d- number five. <laughs> number five, and underneath yeah. it, it says it's got a picture of me, and I am. It's I'm I'm facing away from the camera. Okay, and Tanner's doing a jack off motion again. Yeah, and but I'm facing away from the camera, so maybe maybe not. You can just see it's the back ambiguous. of my head. Yeah, and that's uh, and that and that could be romantic. I don't know. Often is. Yeah, uh, yeah. and it says underneath the picture of you jacking off, <laughs> cauliflower steaks. Mm-hmm. Um, the writings of Kierkegaard. <laughs> Just Kierkegaard is fine. Okay. And Mob Deep's The Infamous. The Infamous. Cauliflower Steaks. Kierkegaard. Infamous. Infamous. That's I guess, good. you know what I, I would do? I would maybe pick it up to see what possible, like... Sinew is is tying those three independent things together. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And I don't think I would get any answers. Yeah, I'd like flip to the book and be like, "Kierkegaard, cauliflower <laughs> six. And then you get home, and Jamie's like, "I I have like f- spent the last six months sourcing the first edition of this book that was like your favorite out of print book as a child." Yeah, and you're like. <laughs> I got and you I, this. Jack part five. I thumbed through it. I didn't see anything about Kierkegaard. She's like, why is it called Jack? Oh, that's why it's called Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
don't even like cauliflower steak. <laughs> um, now it's my turn. And now it's your turn. So, Tanner, a kind of thing you say you don't like, but actually do. Um, well, this is tricky. Because, mm-hmm. like, something I do th- like mm-hmm. and would say is one of my favorite foods in the world and something I t- truly love and truly love eating yeah. is buffalo chicken wings. Okay. But- Can't eat them. I made a decision to stop eating meat some years ago. Yeah. So I don't eat them. When Louie died. When Louie died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the, the final straw for me. Yeah. So is that does that count? I say I don't like chicken wings because I, I won't eat right. them. But you actually do. But I actually do love them. I'll allow it. Buffalo wings. The other thing I would say is maybe like my mom is super into this movie called The Last Showman. Okay, with um, or no, The Greatest Showman. It with um, the guy Hugh from Jackman, Wolverine. Yep. Yeah, and it's sort of a corny uh, musical about P.T. Barnum. Okay. And I think if anyone asked me, do you like that movie or the music <laughs> from it? Yeah. I would say no, of course no, not. No, of course not. But do I you mean do Wolverine? Listen to it <laughs> yeah. all the time with my boy. Okay. And you like it. And like it a lot. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if it's The Greatest Showman or if it's Buffalo Wings. Something you say you don't like, but actually do. Yeah. I think The Greatest Showman is that I, I that's what I want for your first okay. word. Yeah. And now we need a kind of thing you say you do like, but actually don't. I would say most. So what about Star Wars novelizations? No, I do like those. I listen to those on Audible all the time. Okay. Because I feel like last time I asked you about them, it seemed like you'd only read like 10 to 12 of them. Oh, Jack, you know what? There's yeah. thousands. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've read maybe like 30. Okay. Okay. But right. that's like a lot more than most people. Yeah, okay. Oh, you know what I'll say? What? Something that I say I like and I don't actually like. Yeah. Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time books. <laughs> Nobody does. Even Robert Jordan is like, fuck this bullshit. <laughs> well, he's dead. I know. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace, Robert Jordan. Robert. Um, Those books suck. Yeah, they're unreadable. I read the first two and I was just like, I can't read this shit. They're like 1,500 pages each. Yeah. And I read five of them, and I enjoyed no seconds of it. <laughs> yeah. It just feels it feels like an obligation if you're like a fantasy fan. Everyone's just like, oh, you got to read Wheel of Time. And then you yeah. read them, and it's just like, this sucks. Yeah. This sucks. These suck. And then, But you're like, but then if you're like in the fantasy circles, you're like, oh, yeah, they're so good. Yeah. I was worried when uh, Brandon Sanderson took over when Robert Jordan died, but he really like. Yeah. Gosh, he really just like stuck the land. Eh? Spirits so well. Yeah, I didn't read it. I didn't read that. I wanted to. I wanted to finish them. Okay, that's good. So your book is getting a little unwieldy, but it is currently the Greatest Showman, the Wheel of Time, and then what was the last album you listened to? Be honest. Okay, this one's this one's easy. Is it the Greatest Showman again? <laughs> no. Um, today at um, I think like four forty-five or something like that. Yeah. I got a text uh-huh. from you, Jack, uh-huh. and it said, I have an idea for the diary segment where yeah. that's going to require a little um Thinking in advance. Yeah. Yeah. And then you didn't, doesn't appear that you did much of the forethought. No. And you said, yeah. the concept is 
and you laid out the concept that mm-hmm. we are doing now. Yeah. And I said, I'm not going to prep. <clears throat> You're just going to have to deal with me doing it live on air. That is so much nicer than what you actually said. What did I say? You said, I said, you said something ever heard like, of jazz? hey, Jack, ever heard of jazz? Yeah. Yeah. I said, Jack, I have a question for you. And you said, yeah. what? And I said, you ever hear of jazz? Yeah. And then it's you said. insufferable. Yeah. You said, I just wanted to give you a heads up so that you could pick a cooler album to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Than Under, Under the, the Table and Dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And it made me want to listen to Under the Table and Dreaming. <laughs> so I did. Yeah. So the last album I listened to was Dave Matthew Band's Under the Table and Dreaming. I now I don't want people to think that I like I was listening to like fucking Sound of Music soundtrack and then like quickly put on a track from Mob Deep <laughs> so that I could say that. That really was what I was listening to today. Yeah, and you right. have you have to believe me. Yeah, right. <laughs> So Tanner, book five. I wanted to give you a heads up because so, it's hard to think of a thing you say you like but don't. Anyway, Tanner, book five. I, My sweetie baby, guess what? Surprise trip. We're going to Paris. She actually probably, honestly, my sweetie darling, found the fucking Airbnb herself, booked the flights herself, harassed me about it herself. It's not a surprise. It was her idea. She right. did all the work. You're also going to the Shakespeare and Company in Paris. Yeah, and same fucking thing. It's Valentine's Day. She got me something very nice and thoughtful and personal to me. And I'm like, fuck, I have to run to Shakespeare and Company. Yep. And I walk in. Uh, I I actually look at a lot of the French books because I do speak and read French. And Does does of... Sarah? No, Sarah doesn't. Because you are buying get, a gift for her. I get caught up in So you, in... Lost, you lost the script again. Not only did you make her book this entire trip, <laughs> yeah, but now you're like too like up your own ass. She's like waiting for me at the restaurant, and I've, I'm like fifty pages into La Recherche des Temps Perdus. <laughs> uh huh. You know, and then I'm yeah. like, oh fuck, fuck, god damn it! So I'm like, do you have a do you excuse me? Do you have an English language section? And they scoff and roll their they eyes. Scoff, roll their eyes, twirl their fucking mustache at me. Yeah. Uh, and they point me to the English language section. There's not a lot in there, but something catches my eye. It's it's a book. It's a thin volume. Yeah. Well, it's and, an efficiency of language. Yeah. It says it's got a picture of same thing. Guy facing I'm masturbating. You masturbating pretty <laughs> yeah. openly. Yeah. <laughs> it says Tanner. You don't see genitals, but like it's clear. Yeah, what's it's happening. very clear. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's like holding a sock in your left hand. (laughs) Tanner, book five, The Greatest Showman, The Wheel of Time, Under the Table, and Dreaming. That I don't know, man. That sounds good to me. No, no fucking question. I'm like, I'll take five. Yeah, I'm going to have two. One for me and one for the missus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is going to be the most romantic night of our lives. (laughs) Ah, uh, very good. That's good. Uh, what I like and what I think we should do is take a break and then talk avidly and voraciously about this novel. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hmm. 
What would I do with an extra hour in my day? Very interesting question, BetterHelp. Hello, everyone. This is Evil Tanner. I'm like regular Tanner, except evil. Our sponsor, BetterHelp, has put a little prompt here in the copy for us. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? My own website, which only exists on the dark web, of course, uh, wetterhelp.com, could use a little help. So I would probably use that hour to do a whole bunch, like just flood Facebook with one like, one prayer. Please go donate to my GoFundMe. I need to bring my website, wetterhelp.com, back from the brink. Betterhelp.com, they feel like there's a little bit of uh, infringement. I said, well, you know, we're on the dark web. You guys are on the surface web. Our whole thing is like, getting people wet who don't want to be wet so it's like stepping in a puddle or like sitting on a bench that's wet that's us like that's what we do share this with a friend one like one prayer i will follow through on the like prayer stuff too i will be praying all night i would use today's sponsor betterhelp.com um of course i can't i am evil tanner i can only use the deep web we do have a deep web version of betterhelp.com um it's called worsehelp.com it's not good but i think betterhelp.com is great from everything i've heard convenient flexible suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist you can switch at any time no additional charge uh go check it out learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com slash bedfellows to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash bedfellows see you there well not me but have fun It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. couple of interesting things to pick apart from this text, this fascinating novel we've read about Ducky. We saw inside his mind, but he had turned it around on us, and now we are seeing inside our own minds because it's addressed to us in the second person, about us in the second person, and I think it may have happened to me. Too complicated and scary to think about, but here's a question for you. Okay. What are Ducky's parents doing in Ghana? Does he ever say? I don't think so. Ducky and his brother, Ted. Ted. Who's 20. That's like a big, uh, it's a B plot in this novel, is that like, Ted is just trashing the house. And Ducky, Ducky at some point cleans the house, and then like, his semi-estranged ex-best friend, Jay, invites a bunch of Cro-Mags to help him out, and it's like, kind of embarrassing and bad. That would be embarrassing and bad. Yeah. You're like, cleaning the house, you're cleaning your like, weird orphan house it's like it's, it's like trash the, it's, it's like, like fucking full of garbage it's like party of five but it's just two of you <laughs> it's party of two ted is ducky's older brother and ted and ducky are virtual orphans is yeah what ducky calls that's them. what ducky says um and i <laughs> here's all i could tell you i looked up wikipedia for ghana 1998 and there is a page that's like ghana happenings in ghana in 1998 which is when this mm-hmm. book was written and it is, it has like all of the um, like chapter headings for the for that type of Wikipedia article, but there's nothing in it. Okay, someone has like outlet. Someone's given it bones. Yeah, 
but they haven't fleshed it out at all. So either fucking nothing happened in Ghana in 1998 when Ducky's parents went there, or something happened there, and they erased it. Okay, the the McCrays don't want us to know. Yeah, what the fuck are they what doing? What they did in Ghana in 98. What are you doing? You left your two children at home? One of them is 16? For three fucking months? I think any number of things could have happened. Yeah. I think it could have been a Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde type situation where they went on like sort of an international crime spree. Right, right. Um, coup? They could have tried to do like a coup. They could have tried to do a coup. But why don't they want us to know about it? Why don't they want us to know about have it? Have you ever played Resident Evil 4? Uh, no, but I know it's a scary one. Well, they're all scary. Well, I remember when it came out, everyone was like, this is the scary one. Mm, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's sort of the most action-oriented one. Yeah. I would say. Anyway, the, the, the premise of the game is that a small town in Spain, yeah. I think, gets taken over by these parasites. And okay. everyone turns into zombies. And it's called Las Plagas. Mm-hmm. And maybe they were there doing some kind of like bioterrorism okay. sort of thing. Something. And had to cover it up because it was Las Plagas. It's Las Plagas, but in, they're doing it in Ghana now on the Umbrella right. Corporation. I actually think everywhere. the premise of Resident Evil 5 is literally like Las Plagas makes it to Africa, but I didn't play it. Okay, so. there we go. Um, okay, well, let's let's see if we can put that together with this other little fact, Tanner. I wonder if this jumped out at you. Let me read you this passage. Alex just let those words hang in the air. Oh, you know what? This probably didn't jump out at you because it's in the 15 pages you didn't read. Alex just let those words hang in the air, his face twisting with disgust. That's it, Ducky, he said. The friendship is over. So this is when Ducky like calls Alex's shrink and says that he's worried about him. And he stomped away toward the front door. You ran after him. See, it's weird reading it out loud. You ran I, after I did. him. I did. You did. That's what is happening here. That's how they say it. But it's Ducky and it's also me. And it's you. It's all of us. Oh, that's not horrifying to think about. You ran after him. Asked where he was going. It's kind of like a first-person shooter in that way. It is like Resident Evil. Oh, it is like Resident Evil, except Resident Evil is a third-person shooter. No. I didn't so. Which is even more like a second-person narrative. Yeah. Because you're hovering right behind <laughs> yourself the entire time. Oh, yeah. There you go. You ran after him, asked where he was going, told him to stay, reminded him it was late and maniacs were out on the street at this hour and he couldn't possibly walk all the way home. But he was acting like he weren't there, just walking away and not looking over his shoulder right through your front door. Tanner, does this book take place on Purge Night? we know there are maniacs everywhere we know that the babysitters club yeah and the purge the purge films yeah. share a universe yes that's established yes. it's been established in the i think the weirdly the the, <laughs> the venue that it's books. most well established is the little sister books uh-huh. but this is all one universe yeah so uh, it could be Purge Night. I mean, Purge Night is a viable option in this universe. Yeah. I don't know when it happens. It could be Purge Night tonight, this night. Or it could be, I guess it could be the, these, what is it, some kind of zombie. It's zombies. Resident Evil, but they, they dress it up like it's something else, but it's zombies. Las Plagas. Las Plagas. So yeah. it could be that, too. Could be that. It could be both. Yeah. But that's something I'm to keep not... track of. It's something to be interested in. I'm fascinated by Ducky's parents. They have this child who's a, a doc, as far as we know. 
There's there's nothing in this book that leads me to believe that he's not a duck. Right. Yeah. And they are mysteriously in Ghana in the one year, according to Wikipedia, where literally nothing happened there. Uh-huh. Suspicious. Uh-huh. And then there are maniacs roaming the street in Palo City. I mean, maybe it's not... It could be that it's not the purge. Right. It could be that the Las Plagas parasite has made right. it to has Palo it. City. Yeah. And that's these crazy maniacs zombies. swarming the streets. Yeah, the zombies. Something to look out for, something to keep an eye out for. El Gigante. El Gigante? Was from Resident Evil 4. It's like a giant man who has Las Plagas. Okay. And he's a good guy? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Um... Tanner, I would like to introduce a segment. It's a segment that you invented. Okay. Um, and, and perfected. <laughs> you don't even know what it's going to be. It's going to be vibe check. Oh, okay, fine. And it is. <laughs> it's where we check the vibe, and it's called vibe check. Vibe check. Vibe check, and it's a cool, yeah. it's a very cool name for a segment. It's where we kind of check out what the vibe is. What piece of... 1998 yeah. media jumped out at you in this book that you need me to make an official vibe check on. I got a couple. Okay. I'm And I'm happy to do that. I, this is sort of my job. You know, I'm here to do this kind of stuff. Vibe check. I got a couple things that jumped out at me. And one is a book. And then there's some songs. So let's start with the book. Okay. You end up, it's so disorienting. You end up sitting with Alex, who is, it's like a choose your own adventure. You end yep. up sitting with Alex, who is reading a horror novel and not eating, and he doesn't look up, so you ask him how it is, and he says, okay, I don't really know what it's about, and the only response you can think of, then why are you reading it? Seems nasty, so you shut up and eat. Okay. What horror novel from 1998 is Alex reading? Oh gosh! And not Did really. Did Stephen enjoying. King publish anything? Stephen King published a thing in 1998 that I didn't even know about. That was like it's like a it's like a short like novella in the Gunslinger Dark Tower universe. What? Yeah. What's it called? The Little Sisters of Illyria. Wow. Is it that? It could be. He also published a book called Bag of Bones. Yeah, that's a classic. I think, it, well, so if it's in the Dark Tower universe. That's not horror. That's not horror. That's yeah. that's Stephen King's fantasy. No, that's true. It could be Bag of Bones. It could be Bag of Bones. There are a lot of novelizations of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, okay. You know, when read one of those to me. Well, Like read the synopsis of one? Because I think that could be it. Do any of them sound confusing? So this one's called Night of the Living Rerun. Okay. And it's an original novel based on the U.S. television series Buffy Vampire Slayer. Um, in 1692, the despised one was raised from the other world, and Samantha Kane, that generation's slayer, died while defeating it. Now in 1997, the master is trying to have history repeat itself with a different ending. Spirits of the people responsible for the rise of the despised one in 1692 are now inhabiting the bodies of Buffy and her friends. I am having trouble even just following you saying this stuff. Yeah, so that could be, and it sounds a lot like this book. That does sound right. Well, there, here's the thing, though. There's another one that I'd never heard of that came out in 1998 that's a horror novel called Dawn Song. Dong Song? Did I say Dong Song? It sounded like you said Dong Song. Well, now I can't remember. 
Is that right? Dong song? Dong song. That would be scary. That would be scary. It a grieving singing? son, a theology student, tormented by doubt, the faithful, the mad, all are touched by the divine as the succubus, who is both ancient and newborn, falls in love with the city, even as she reaps the souls of her lovers. That does sound like it could be Dong Song. You know it came out in 1998? Hmm. Bridget Jones's Diary. Okay, and is that a horror novel? In a way, well, in a way, in a way. In a way. It's the horrors of being a modern woman. Yeah. <laughs> A modern working woman just trying to find love in this mixed up society, Jack. With Mr. Darcy. I've read it. I loved it. Did That's you... something I say I like and I do like. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. So it could be that. It could be that. Tanner, I need to check your vibe on something else. Okay. Vibe check me, daddy. So we get to Euclid Avenue and Jay's house. You shut off the ignition and look at Alex. And he's smiling. And suddenly you remember what we always used to say to each other when we were kids. May the force be with you. And when you say it, he laughs again. Two laughs in one day. You high-five, leave the car, head for the party. The music is so loud, the lawn is vibrating. Tenor! What are the Cro-Mags listening to at their bro-mag, Cro-Mag party at Jay's house when Jay's parents are away? This one is so easy. <laughs> I definitely know the vibe of this one for sure. Okay. And it's party bros. Um, I just need to make sure. Let me see. 98. Is it the Fugees? Limp. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Limp is kit. Let's see. Did they release anything in 98? They did. They released a uh, an album called $3 Bill, y'all. <laughs> what? Can we talk about what went into naming that album? Um, I don't think I, I think it's dangerous <laughs> to examine too closely any of Limp Bizkit's album titles because they have one called like Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Water or something like that, right? Okay. So this is the I think this is the album. Oh, it's really, the one. It's got like Nookie on it. It doesn't have Nookie. It's the one before Nookie that has Faith. Remember the cover of Faith? Okay, that and that's what the Chromex are definitely listening to. Because thanks. So, okay, right? and and unfortunately, we will play a very brief clip. Because I gotta have faith. That's such a good album. No, it's not. And uh, and they do. I'm realizing later in the party, like like Ducky goes and watches some kind of a horror movie in the basement, and then comes out, and like the party is devolved, and Alex has drunk a whole bottle of gin. And they're having a mosh pit. All the the bro mags are having a oh, and they're just they're, they're having the moshing best time. to fucking a cover of George Michael's face. <laughs> what was your vibe check on it? Did you think it was going to be like Silver Jews or something? No, I didn't think it was necessarily. Oh, Follow the leader by Corn came out in '98. It could be that too. I kind of thought like it like a freak on a leash. That's on that album. That's unfortunate. Nineteen good, great year for music. I was thinking like maybe Jimmy Eat World. Mm. Is that too? That's too tame for these. It's almost bros. too cool. It's almost like too cool though. Elton John was knighted by the Queen. DMX. It's dark and and hot as hell, and hell is hot. <laughs> that's got uh, X going give it to you on it. Do you think they were listening to Madonna's Ray of Light? Beautiful stranger. <laughs> yeah, probably. If they're cool bros, they're listening to that one Space Hog song. Space Hogs. Space Hog. Come on. 
Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I look just like Jimmy Fallon. No, forget it. Just forget it. Okay. Semisonic? I tell you what I was listening to in 1998. What? Chef Aid, the South Park album. Here's what they're listening to 100%, a fucking 100% they're listening to Stabbing Westward's album from 1998. I cannot say. Is that, is that moshable? Yeah, you can mosh to it. It's okay. like kind of industrial. Okay. Oh, they're doing that like cool like German goth dance where it's like Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm doing it right now. It's like what that that viral video is. Yeah. Okay, I have to stop. This is God nineteen ninety eight was such a good year for Are music. You, we should do a podcast. Do you have any about other vibe checks? Um I got one more. Are you ready? Yep. Oh, well, you know, said Sonny, they've had a lot of success combining the chemo and the radiation. That's what they told us, too, says Alex. But nowadays they do it better, says Sonny. It's not like it used to be. My aunt died only a year ago, says Alex. I mean, not that your mom's going to die. I just meant it didn't happen, like, all the way in the past. Uh-huh, said Sonny. Finally, finally, you had the brains to turn on the radio. You listened to the top 40, and no one said another word. Okay. Tanner, what song came on... Uh, after Alex and Sonny had an insanely awkward conversation about uh, the uh, cancer diagnoses of the people close to them. Well, I have bad news for you. And the reason it remains so silent is because in 1997. 98. We, in 1997. Sorry. Yep. We lost an angel. Yes. And it was Aaliyah. Princess Die. Princess Die. And it's Kendall and Lewin. Elton John. Re-released a song <laughs> "Candle in the Wind" that was number eight on the top forty. Yeah, in nineteen ninety-eight. Okay, and so that so Alex gets done telling the story about his aunt who died of lung cancer, and immediately the second he stops and like talking, yeah. Elton John's "Candle in the Wind" nineteen ninety-seven comes on, and then there's just like awkward silence, like to- like it gets even worse, and the silence gets deeper, and then it's getting jiggy with it. And everyone's like feeling, they're like, yeah. okay, it's not, I guess it's not so bad. And then Boys to Men's A Song for Mama comes on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, right. Sonny's mom is dying. Tanner, I have one more thing that I want to check with you. Okay. This is scary and freaky. Listen to this. Scare warning? Yeah, scare warning. Scare warning. Okay. Could you want to do one? Scare warning. Scare warning. Prepare to piss your pants. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So don't say we didn't warn you. Instead, you decide to drive to Las Palmas. Why? Because Alex is there. So Ducky goes and like goes to the spot they used to hang out as kids when they were like childhood best friends, and yeah. to see if if like they, he can repair his friendship. Why? Because Alex is there, and you think he'll be happy and thankful, like Sonny. And it feels so nice to be thanked. He like capitalizes. Yeah, everyone who writes in these journals has a quirk. Yeah. Amalia does drawings. Sunny underlines things randomly. Yeah. And Ducky's thing is to just do all caps every all now caps. and then. It's very jarring, and it's also like happening to me because it's in the second person. Right. You could get addicted to it. So you find him in that same spot by the bridge, and you cheerfully say hi and sit beside him. He doesn't say a thing. Just sits looking at the creek pulling grass. You talk. Nice day. Cool breeze. 
Check out the turtle. And he asks questions. Did you have an okay time at the beach? Sonny's a good person, isn't she? Are you going to speak to me? Tanner, this is the second fucking book in a row that a turtle has appeared. Out of fucking nowhere for no good reason. It's just a fucking like, turtle. And draws our attention to it. Yeah. Says, I need you to notice this turtle. Yeah. But it, nothing Nothing comes, comes of it. it. And this, remember the same fucking thing last week? Amalia and, and uh, what's the guy from Vanish? James? Yeah. They go down to the creek, and James is throwing rocks at a turtle the whole time. Which is like how we were tipped off that he's a same fucking turtle, monster. Maybe? Same turtle? What is this fucking turtle, man? Is it the same turtle? I, they don't say. Okay. But it's too much of a fucking coincidence. I'll tell you what a turtle does appear in is Stephen King's Discworld. Universe. Oh, and no. it's Discworld as well. Both. I Is the big turtle from Discworld? No, the big turtle's from Stephen King. In Discworld, it's turtles all the way down and stephen king in it the turtle is like the yes the, the nemesis good guy i mean maybe it's you know what maybe it's not from something else we could maybe should give Anne a little bit more credit here she's creating no. her own lore no i don't think so that's not Anne. that's not Anne. you think she pulled it from somewhere Th- three Discworld books came out in 1998 the last continent okay carpe jugulum okay and uh the Sea and the Little Fishes. Okay. So I think it could have been either. I think it could have been Stephen King. I think it could have been Discworld. And I honestly think like it was just, it, it was a moment in 98. Yeah. We were all doing mythical turtles back then. Yeah. And Anne and Pete wanted a, a bite of that mythology. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Anne and someone. Okay. Someone unnamed and not unnamed by me, yeah. Jack, keep in mind. This is not someone I'm choosing to leave out of the narrative. That Orem. This is someone that Orem. Yeah. Open Road Integrated Media is deciding to erase from history and its erasure at its worst. And and they've done it before, haven't they? And they've done it before and it left us confused. It left us scared. Yeah. And I'm not sure who wrote this book. I have some confidence that Anne was involved. Yeah. But I am... In the dark on whether or not there was another ghostwriter, and I think just for the sake of coverage, more than anything, yeah, we should explore the option. Hanging round that there was someone else. Dawn's house by myself, and I had so much time to sit and think about myself, and then there he was. Like a patriarchy strike, yeah, there he was. Like hashtag swoon John Pike. I spot wordplay and I go. Who's that flitting through the pole? Who's that casting those wicked burns in my direction? Mama, this surely must be Pete, yeah Yeah, Mama, this surely must be Pete Dig it Hanging round with Ducky Dawn and Sonny And there were all these crow mags Thinking the jokes were so damn funny But then there he was Like vanished two rat tweens Yeah, there he was 
like my biggest Jinko jeans. I spy wordplay and I go. Who's that flitting through the pole? Who's that casting those wicked burns in my direction? Mama, this surely must be Pete. Yeah. Yeah, mama, this surely must be Pete. That's right. Yeah, mama, this surely must be Pete. Woo! And it's her Miranda's moment, and we're having a okay. moment. And I so, would like to say... It's as, kind of my thing. I would like to say thank you to Baby B, Christine, for submitting that truly fantastic Update of Marcy Playground's Sex and Candy, which I believe came out around the time this book was written. Um, and Baby B. Christine did also submit a couple of very tempting Pixies songs uh, for our Larangis moment. But this one was just so relevant to the book uh, that I couldn't pass it up. And it's uh, the Larangis moment songs are kind of my thing. Yeah. Actually, Jack. Yeah, and I've done one, and I've done a pretty good job. And of it. you did one, and it's I our Larangis moment. And it's where we talk about uh, what uh, Peter just wrote this P- book. And did he, or did he, or did he? I don't know. It's Peter Rasher because of Orem. It's Peter Rasher, and we can't ask Pete anymore because he was fairly short with us when we asked him last time, and it seemed like we were bothering he's, him. He's tired of us. He's busy. the The bloom is off the rose between. Honeymoon, the honeymoon period is over between us and Pete. Yeah, but Tanner, the important thing is uh, I need to know, and we're not saying sweet Pete anymore either because we're worried that he doesn't like that. And so what was the moment when you realized that a odorless torso? Yes. Not odorless. There's an odor, but it's not, it's inoffensive. The neutral, when you caught a whiff of the neutral odor of a floating Footless torso named Peter Larangis, and mm-hmm. you knew that only he could have written this novel. Right. And that's what I'm asking you, and that's the question. Oh, I don't know. I don't have any notes. I remember how I lost my <laughs> Yeah. Do you want me to tell you mine? I, I have one that I've borrowed from you. <laughs> so, But I'll know what that is. But, uh, but so-called babies won't. They will want to hear the Pete moment. Okay. I had a moment early in the book where yeah. Ducky was handing out Valentine's Day like carnations to the crow mags. Right. And Pete said something very funny, but I didn't have time to look at it too deeply because I need, we needed to start recording and I lost all my notes. So here's my new Larangis moment that I yeah, borrowed which from is Jack. My backup Larangis moment. And that's and what friends do. And that's what friends do is they share Larangis moments. You finally talk only it doesn't quite go the way you expected. It. it goes something like this. Jay, you recovered yet? He nudges you in the ribs, which is the wrong thing to do to a driver, and you swerve into the left lane, narrowly missing an oncoming car. D, and that's Ducky. Mm-hmm. At sign, hashtag, money okay. sign, percentage sign, ampersand, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I think that's maybe him talking in his duck language, and they like didn't Oh, it's like quack. It. Quack. Yeah, it's like, quack, quack, quack. On the verge of a heart attack, Jay laughing hysterically. DWI, driving while intickled. <laughs> that's good, and that it's a good, good one. Fuck, and Jay is, good. is a is good in this book, and he's nice to Ducky and he defends him, even though I think he also like 
does participate in some of the like homophobia, barely latent homophobia, though he doesn't explicitly say it. Um, he does try to defend him from the Crow Mags, and he does this like Dana Carvey thing. Okay, is Tur- it Dana Carvey? No, turtle. no. Who's the guy who's like the Duckmeister? Oh, uh, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. He Copy does th- a lot of that. He yeah. calls him like the Duckmeister. Yep. And he keeps trying Duck-a-rindo. to set him up on blind dates with hot babes. Yeah, it's which sucks, man. It, it sucks. Suck. And Ducky, I this is where I'm fully I'm like Jay is genuinely, although he is not perfect in this novel, he is genuinely trying to recover his friendship with Ducky who is growing apart from him because of the difficulties of being a teenager. Mhm. But when someone asks you to stop setting them up on blind dates because they hate it, you must stop. You must. You should probably stop. Yes. Yes. Um, you know what sucks in general? Yeah. Blind dates. Blind dates. Yeah. And, Just don't do those. And, well, and a surprise blind date, not great. Here's my Laurentius moment. I'd like to say it to you, and you have actually referred to it earlier uh, today in this episode, and I will okay. now read it to you. Is it from I, Under the Table and Dreaming? No, it's not. Did you really listen to that? That's not. Yes. (laughs) What do you mean? It's not cool. It's not cool. Okay. That was a huge hit. Yeah. It was was like number one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Under the table and dreaming. Let's see how high it hit on the. uh... No, I'm sure it was number one. I That's not. I don't. That's not what I want to talk about. I want to tell you my Laurentius moment. Set scene. No by heat. That's on there. Yeah. it's, It's satellite. Ready? Listen to this. Ready? Yep. You and Ted don't wow, talk to me. What'd you That's say? enough. Stop it. Immediately stop it. Listen. Okay. You and Ted don't talk to each other much. You don't do anything much. You just come home, sleep, go to school. Ted's his older brother. We already discussed like, this. Like you're waiting for someone to tell you what else to do. Someone to tell you how to act. Like you're both paralyzed. So how are you supposed to act? It's not like you can buy a book about this. There's no... Homemaking Guide for Virtual Orphans. That's good. And that is how I knew that Sweet Pete wrote this book. Not because it's funny. It is funny in a dry way, but it's because I know that Sweet Pete, sorry, Odorless Pete. Yeah. Neutral. Not odorless. Odorless. Uh, I don't know. How do you say neutrally odored? I think neutrally odored isn't bad. Yeah. But I would say like odor- Odor unremarkable. Odor ambivalent. Unremarkable odor. Unremarkably odored. Peter Lorange. And we should say Peter now. And we do say Peter now because we were getting a little too familiar with him. Peter unremarkably odored. The unremarkably odored torso of Peter Larangis. Yeah. He doesn't have any feet and we don't care. I don't know. All I am concerned about (laughs) is belt up. Belt up. And the smell, it's not bad, but it's not. Interesting to me. It's almost imperceptible. It's like, almost It's not the first thing you're going to notice. Yeah. It's the, it's the like fifth thing you're going to notice. Yeah. But I believe that this man's torso and only this man's torso fucking sat down and wrote the homemaking guide for virtual orphans before he wrote this book. Before he even put pen to paper for this book. He was like, yeah. I've got an idea for this. I know where it's going. I mapped it all out in my brain like the fucking lawnmower man. And I can see all the connections. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm first the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to write the homemaking guide for virtual orphans and then they probably made that in a party of 5. And now it's being remade. Yeah. And now it's being remade. And and guess who never sees a fucking dime. 
Peter Larangis. Odorless Peter Larangis. Odorless Peter Larangis. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. He doesn't smell anything, and he doesn't smell like anything. He doesn't and smell like And dying. the status of his feet is totally unclear. Yes. Unclear. Tanner, we must go very, very soon, but we have forgotten a segment, and it goes like this, and unfortunately, it's a sibilant sound, but it goes... <gasps> Sunburn of the Beach. I think. Yep. And it's because it's on the beach and it's, and it's sunburn. And it's sunburn. And it's like a burn, but you get it from the sun. And did you have a burn? Yeah. Okay. It's something you referred to earlier. Yes. And it was not Mob Deep's album. The infamous? Yeah. It was the time that Bud, the crow mag, came over to Ducky's house to help him with his cleanup effort because mm-hmm. Ducky and Ted let the apartment oh, yeah. go. Let the house go to go to seed. Um, the doorbell rings, and your hand shakes as you reach for the knob. You open the door, trying to look as macho as possible. Yo, you say. Sup? But Jay's not looking at you. He's staring at the room behind you, and his first comment is, What happened? Lisa's face is all twisted in shock and disgust, as if she just walked into a fertilizer sale at Sears. Good. Behind her is Bud McNally. That's a cool-ass name. Fuck me. That Bug is a cool Ma- name. Bud McNally. And Bud is nice to Ducky, even though he's a Cromac. He looks amused. He's laughing at you! Uh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Yeah. That's in all caps. Mm-hmm. I've been working real hard with the decorator, you say. Just a joke. You can't help it. And you want to kick yourself! Because that's just the kind of sarcastic comments that Cro-Megs hate. How about a few more dust balls near the sofa for atmosphere, <laughs> Bud suggests. Good. And it's that's a funny. good... It's a good... Ta- that's it. Yeah. And it's... It's a, a repartee. good burn... Yeah. On, on Ducky house. for living like he does. Yeah, like in, in a filth. fucking pit in filth. Yeah. yeah. And being a virtual orphan. And maybe Cro-Mags aren't so bad after all. And maybe, maybe Cro-Mags aren't so bad except go to their party Moose and McNally. listen to Limp Bizkit. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about Moose McNally, and we should. He's naughty. His name is... Moose McNally. No, it's Mad Moose Macover. Oh, Macover. Macover. And he's the biggest Cro-Mag. And he's, he is a real asshole, and Ducky's afraid of him. He was trying to take shots Yeah, out of Mrs. Adam's... Bone China collection. Yeah, and, and I don't that, really know what that means. It implies to me that the China is made out of bones, and that she's the bone collector, and that she's the bone collector. Yeah. Yes. And so here's the thing that we've learned about this series of novels is that Freddy Krueger's wife is a major character. Yep. Uh, the guys from Resident Evil, bad ones, Las Plagas, rum in the streets, and one of the parents of one of the kids is the fucking bone collector bone collector and they make china out of bones and it's not nice and moose morehouse or whatever his name is yeah is doing shots out of this bone china yeah and ducky stops him and says you shan't you shan't you won't you can't do it and which is bad and then ben jay does defend him yep uh oh you know what else is in this narrative universe what that's scary the purge Oh, the purge is happening as well. And listen to this. Jay was laughing as if he knew you would return. He called you something like, Duckarindo, driver from hell, as he climbed in. 
And that comment did not help your mood. And that's Drive, Ang- Drive Angry. Drive Angry 3D. Starring Nicolas Cage, a movie that you and I snuck out of work. We got inappropriately drunk on yeah. a handle of vodka that we snuck into the theater yeah. and mixed with Diet Coke. <laughs> and watched a film at like maybe 4 p.m. and got like on like a Tuesday, and it's yeah. Nicolas Cage, and it's called Drive Angry, and it's a it's about a driver from hell. He is from hell, and he's there to do some aggressive driving, and we loved it. You still haven't said your burn. Oh yeah, my burn. Here we go. Ready? Good one. Je- oh, also, uh, Pete wrote this book like a play. He- it's a fucking masterpiece. It's like a prose poem. And like it's just a fucking beautiful novel. It's unputdownable. It's incredible, but like there are big parts of it that are just like in the form of a like movie screenplay. Cool. Cool. Fucking cool as hell. It's cool. There's dialogue. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Jay. I'm trying to help you, Duckovich. Most guys would be thanking me. You think it was easy getting a babe like Leanne to go on a blind date? I had to talk you up. I said you were buff. Did you ever think you may be the one letting me down? There's the mall. The gate to the garage is in sight, but you have no intention of going in. So you pull up to the curb and nearly shear off your white walls. I don't know what that means, but... I think it's like a cocaine thing. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a cocaine thing. Ducky. You are missing the whole point, Jay. Jay. You're the one missing the point of life. Okay, and now it's full circle, and we're back to life is hell. Life is hell, and your life is hell, and uh, what a nightmare, and my so-called life is so-called only, and that's it, and I'm sad. Mm. Yes, and you got there. And I got there, and Tanner, what we do love to do is to go and to leave, don't we? Yes, I do love both of those things, because we do have to record an entire other podcast tonight. Yes, for now. our Patreon at patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. It's about the little sister books, and we sing the descriptions, and we put a lot of love and care into it, and it's good. And if you would like to support our work, you can do so by giving us $5 a month for a whole new show um, and also to keep us doing what we're doing, and we appreciate everyone who's done so thus far. Please join the growing army of the Elite Babies at patreon.com slash bscc podcast something else you can spend at least five dollars a month on and perhaps more is our merch bit.ly slash bscc merch we have stickers t-shirts i think a tote pins yeah and a special leap day sale it's leap 15 percent off 15 percent off right now if you go now for i don't know how long but if you go to bit.ly slash bscc merch you can get 15% 15% off our merch. It's a nice promotion that the folks at DFTBA who run our merch site are doing. I don't know why they decided to do it for Leap Day, but they're doing it. Now is the time. It's a pagan holiday. Get your sweetie baby. It's a uh, pagan company. It's a pagan company. And, and Hank Green good. is a pagan. Okay. <laughs> and here, here, you can find here, him here, in Stonehenge yeah. on February 29th. Yeah. <laughs> worshiping the sun god and selling t-shirts for 15% off yeah uh, do do go check it out get our t-shirts for 15% off they're so good um, rate and review us on iTunes and please join the Baby Nation Facebook group it's so good you must join it it's you very must. nice everybody's nice everybody's having a good time 
we would love to welcome you into our Facebook group, Baby Nation. Just go to the Babysitters Club Club Facebook page and click the link to the group. Um, in the meantime, I would like to tell you that this week we read a novel that was called California Diaries, number five, Ducky, Guys, Girls, Nowhere. And this week we listened to an album called Under the Table and Dreaming by the Dave Matthews Band. And The Infamous by Mob Deep. My name is Tanner Greenring. Nope. Next week we're going to be reading a novel called number six, Sunny Diary 2, Waiting, Watching. Do we, when we do Dawn first? No. Nope. We started with Dawn. I'm just telling you what it says, man. Dawn is next after Sunny. Okay. Next week, and you you really stepped on the thing that I was going to say. Well, because we read Dawn first, I assumed it was a cycle. Well, we're not. Okay. And I really want to say this, and it's in the song. It's in the song that introduced this episode. Oh, yeah. It's Sunny, Diary 2. Who bites the mammoth? That song? No, if you want to sing Dave Matthews, for the love of God, if you want to sing Dave Matthews, you can do it after I fucking stick this landing. Okay? And I shall. Sunny. Diary 2, waiting, watching, crash. Into me, (laughs) babe. That's enough. This week, my name has been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And Ducky is slowly growing apart from his childhood friends now. And the way he talks, you would think that just kind of ignoring these types of problems until they go away had just been... with that answering machine. Just kidding. It's Tanner. Leave a message at the beep. That was a HeadGum Podcast.